This is The Bottom Line, a show designed to help Australian businesses succeed. On the show, you'll hear from leading Australian business owners as they share the lessons they've learned building their companies. You'll learn from their successes, as well as some of the challenges they faced along the way. We also talk to experts from a range of fields who share specialised techniques you can use to improve your business. I'm your host, Savan Tuna, and I'm a director at Alexander Spencer, and I'm really passionate about helping Australian businesses succeed. Today, we've got a familiar face back on the show, Victoria Pyatt. Victoria is a director at Launch Two People. As well as being a specialist recruitment company, Launch Two People is a certified disc consultancy firm. Today, Victoria is here to discuss the concept of disc profiling. In part one of this two-part series, you'll learn what the various personality types are and what personality types work well together in a team. You'll discover your DISC personality profile and how to use this knowledge to your advantage in your business. Let's jump in. Hi, Victoria. Thank you so much for coming on the episode today. Oh, thank you so much for having me back again. I really appreciate it. Last time you were on the show, we discussed how to hire the right candidate for your business. And in that episode, we briefly touched on disc profiling. To step back and start from the beginning, what is disc profiling? Well, disc profiling has been established since 1940s. It was developed to provide solutions for employers, how each person behaves, how does each group behaves in the work environment. So what is a person's behaviour and where they would be best placed in their organisation to get the most out of them? So the DISC can be used putting together teams. It could be used for recruitment. It could be used in sales. It could be used when you're talking to clients. So what does DISC actually stand for? What do the D-I-S-C mean? D is for dominance. I is for inspiration. S for stability. And C is for conscientious person. Ds are individuals who are driven, determined. They're the drivers in the business. And I's, they are inspiration. Every organisation needs an I. They inspire people. They're great for culture. People buy into their ideas. So you have to have I's in every organisation. Then you have S's, S for stability. They usually work in the same place for a long time. They're really caring people. And then you have C's who are conscientious and typically they are very much detail orientated. We all have all four in our behavioural profiles. The top two profiles really dominate our behaviour. Excellent. And there are many different types of personality profiling theories such as Myers-Briggs. Why do you favour DISC than the others? When I started recruitment about 18 years ago, I've came across both DISC and Myers-Briggs as well. And 
I personally really like this because it's so simple to remember and so simple to use. And this particular organisation, I suppose, they've done so much research over the years. As I mentioned, they've been around since 1940s. They exist in 60 different countries, in 60 different languages. And it's just so simple to remember and simple to explain and simple to use that I started using DISC 18 years ago and I just loved it. So eventually I became certified to do workshops for my clients as well so they can learn more about DISC. I have to attest to that. We've done your workshop and done the DISC profiling in our organisation and I have to say the simplicity of the four characteristics and once you learn them, they're actually really hard to unlearn and unremember. So we do use it in our business and it does help us a lot. So yeah, the simplicity component is quite a good one. In terms of learning and understanding DISC, how does it actually help outside of recruitment and putting teams together? How does it actually help leaders of organizations or people that manage people in their day-to-day We'll talk about different areas, I suppose. One is your internal team. So you need to have a look, what are behavioural styles in your team and whether they can work efficiently together. For example, as I've mentioned, two dominant profiles usually dominate a person's behaviour. So if you have in your team a lot of Ds and Is who are extroverts, D is driven, I is inspirational, there's a lot of energy there. And then you might recruit someone really great or someone in your team who's more quiet, they do a really good job, but there might be an S. And D's and S, that they are two opposite profiles and usually they clash. So if you have someone who's an opposite profile to the rest of the team, you will find that person is like fish out of water. Even though they're skillful, even though culturally they're fantastic, they fit really well into a team, into organisation, but for some reason they probably don't perform as well as others. So firstly, you need to have a look at the team. Who do you have in your team? What sort of behavioural profiles? And whether they can work together. And then when you're recruiting for a new person, Now that you understand who's in your team, who are you going to recruit? Who would be that person which will bring value into the team? Who would tag that team to the next level? Is it going to be a person who's an S to kind of calm the team down, to have the team more grounded? Or do you need another I who will take it to the next level, who's really great at sales, who's inspiration? Or do you need a D who would drive everyone? So that's the sort of thing that I coach my clients to identify who's in your team and who would you need to make that team successful. Fabulous. And before we go deep into some of the topics we want to cover today, I think it's really important to cover a little bit more of each of the profiles. You've touched on them a little bit around D with the dominance Mm -hmm. and so on. Can we dive deep into that? So can we start with D and and maybe give us a little bit more examples with the D profile and their orientation of how they work and so on? So high Ds, D stands for dominance. Usually people with high Ds, 
they're in management or have potential to be leaders. D's profile, they are driven, domineering, they're quite competitive, very much task orientated rather than people orientated. Even though it's considered to be an extrovert, but D's are very task orientated. For them, it's really important to make sure that the task is completed. Now, they focus on task, but not detail. They focus on leading the team. They're really great at working with the team and getting the team to achieve the results that need to be achieved. With Ds, when they're under pressure, they can be quite abrupt or they can lose that niceness to say thank you and please. So as I mentioned before, if they have a lot of S's working for them and they lose that niceness, they can get offended. The S's can get offended that the D's are not appreciative. But it's not because D's are not appreciative. It's because they're so task orientated that that's what the focus is. So when I coach my clients how to even talk to their own clients and identify if your client is a D, usually the client would be really precise, straight to the point. There's no small talk, just really direct. So with Ds, if you need them to make a decision to sign a contract, you can actually push them. And they want to be pushed because they are so task orientated they want to move on to the next task. So with Ds, you can push them to make a decision and sign a contract right there and then. And they won't get offended. They actually want that. Ds don't usually read the fine print of terms and conditions. They'll scan through it. Okay, I'll sign it. Let's go. Let's do it. If you're looking for a driver or a leader, a D behavioural profile is really important because they're the drivers, they're non-emotional, they're task orientated. And with clients, don't do a lot of small talk with Ds because you would lose them. You need to bring it back and be direct to the point and ask them if they're ready to make a decision. Awesome. Let's move on to eyes. Can you give us a bit of a deep dive into our eyes? So eyes, eye for influence. They're quite extroverted personalities. They inspire others. They usually talk a lot. So typically eyes would be in marketing, advertising, sales. People buy into what they have to say. They're great at sales. They're great at talking to people. They love the finer things in life. If an eye walks into your office, they're usually really well-dressed and they're usually quite talkative. They enjoy attention. They enjoy people around them. They're people-orientated. So Ds and Is, they're extroverts. D is task-orientated person. And I is people-orientated person. So that's kind of the main difference between them. Eyes are more big picture. So if you have a client who is high eye and you'd like to sell them the idea or the product, you need to create a big picture for them. How they will benefit as a big picture. 
what's in it for them. With D's is about winning. So with D's, they want to win. With I's, it's about more than that. It's about big picture, how they're going to benefit from the whole experience. With I's, again, they have to be in the right environment to fly. So if an I is placed where there are high C's, C's are more task-orientated, detail-orientated, completely opposite to I, they will not work well together. They will irritate each other. But if you place I's with D's and S's, then they will flourish. And the next cab off the rink is the S's. Can we go a little bit deeper into them and what makes them? S's, they're introverted profile, but they're people orientated. They're very caring, loyal, steady. So S is for steadiness. So usually, say if you're interviewing an S, they usually have been in one place, in one workplace for a long time. They don't like risk. It's the least or the most risk averse profile. They don't like change. So with S's, while they're loyal and they will do anything to do a good job, the way they work is slightly differently as well. S's are usually a little bit slower to deliver work. The reason why, because they want to do such a good job, they become perfectionists. Everything becomes a little bit slower in delivering. D's, opposite profile to S. They're fast. They want to make decisions quickly. If there's a change, they're the first ones, you know, to buy into change. What can we do? How are we going to make money with this? With S's, if there is a change in the organisation, it makes them very nervous. So the way you have to deliver any change to S's is very different to the way you deliver it to D's. You need to take the risk away from S's. And that's the same with clients. So if your client is an S, they're not like risk. So if you're offering something that may appear uncomfortable or risky, S will never agree to this new product or new idea. You need to make sure that they feel there is no risk involved. Also, if it's a client with Ds, you can make them to sign something on the spot. You can ask them to sign it and they'll do it. With Ss, this is the opposite profile. You need to explain to Ss what the contract is or what the product is. Take away the risk and leave it with them. So leave it with them, let them think about it, and then come back to them. So sometimes it will take a couple of phone calls to go through things and make sure that the S is really comfortable with your proposal. If you're going to a client and you don't know the profile and you would like them to sign your contract right there and then because you have to meet your KPIs or you really want that client to sign a contract to agree to the new product, you would lose them. You need to identify who you're talking to. Are you talking to a D, I, or an S? But we'll talk about C in a minute. And you need to identify, can I push them right now or can I leave it? If you leave it with a D, you will lose them. If you leave it with an S, 
then you have a chance to create that relationship and trust. Fantastic. That was really awesome. And last of all, the C's are detailed oriented. Can we go through them? S and C's, they're introverted personalities. So C's are task orientated, where S was people orientated, C's are task orientated. So C's are typically in IT, they're programmers, they're accountants, they're engineers, very detailed, very numbers orientated. They really take a lot of pride in delivering the product or work. So C's have actually more the potential to be in management because they are task orientated and they can learn the behavior of D's much easier than S's. S's can be in management as well, but with S's, because they're sensitive, sometimes the decision is more emotional. So as C's being task orientated, their decision-making is all about data and all about task. So with C's as an employee, you need to give them quite a lot of details in terms of how to do the task. So if you're talking to D, you can verbally just say to them, this is what I want you to do. Put the file on the desk and walk away and the D will do it. With C's, you need to go through what's in the file. And ideally, if it's not written in the file, you have to email them the information because the way they understand the data, they understand and communication is through writing, not verbally. So they need to read instructions. They need to read what needs to happen. So it's quite different mindset and behavior between C's and D's, even though they're both task oriented. Wow. You've given us all the cheat sheets to manage people and sell to them and, and get your tasks done. Victoria, obviously you've done all the training and you coach a lot of people in understanding DISC. Once you learn it, is there a way of figuring out someone's profile by just interacting with them? And are there questions you can ask them or the way that you sort of interact to get a feel for who they are, such as your clients and suppliers, so that yes. you sort of have a bit of a, a cheat sheet yourself? So that's one of the things that I coach when I conduct DISC behavioural profile sessions. So how to quickly identify who the profile is when you're talking to a client. So I'll give you an example. I had a new client who called me. This particular client was asking me a lot of questions. It was quite detailed questions he was asking. How many financial controllers have placed in one year? what kind of financial controls were there, what companies they came from. It was such a detailed first meeting. And within 30 seconds, I knew this person was a C. Because C profiles, they ask a lot of questions. They're very detailed. And so just to confirm for myself, after I've answered all the questions, I thought I'll ask this potential client, could you please send me information about your organization and what you would like to discuss during our meeting when I come to see you. So I thought to myself, okay, if this person is a C, as I suspected, 
the information that will send will be really detailed. So this person sends me information, pages and pages. He's put together minutes of our discussion, what we're going to discuss. It was a really detailed schedule of our meeting. So I thought, yeah, definitely see. I had to also prepare. So to prepare, I needed to print a lot of things out about our organisation, what we do in return to provide quite a detailed information for that client. So I went to see this client and I knew I would be there for a while because it's going to be quite a detailed meeting. And I was right. You know, it was really detailed, precise, the way I conducted myself. So personally, I'm a high eye. So it's an opposite profile to see. So if I went into this meeting saying, oh, hello, how are you? How was your day? How was your weekend? They're not interested in that. <laughs> I would completely lose this person. But because I knew that he was a C, he's not interested in fluffiness. He's interested in detail. That was just, hi, my name is Victoria. We spoke on the phone. How are you? Thank you so much for the information. And dive straight into explaining everything that we do, what we can do, what we've done in the past, and then learn about their organisation. They, If a person who's in management is a high C, they would run through everything in detail. And I love going through it because they understand that that's important. The person understands their company. So I had my terms and conditions there. And I knew this person was a C. With C, you cannot push them. You cannot push a C to make a decision straight away. You would lose them. So after two hours, I certainly didn't want to lose this client. No. Pushing them. So I went through how we work, our terms and conditions, everything I could possibly think that will satisfy this client with enough information. And I left it. So I said goodbye, thanked them for the meeting. And I thought the best way is to leave for about two to three days. So you don't follow up the following day. That's too quickly. So you have to leave it up to three days. If you don't hear after three days, then you can get in touch and see if they have any more questions. But usually they will come back to you after three days. And guess what? On the third day, <laughs> <laughs> this client signed the terms of condition without me asking and wanted to progress with finding a financial controller for that firm. If you know, if you can recognize who your client is, you can actually be a lot more successful. You can win business a lot more, I guess, more often because you understand and you adjust your own behavior to connect with your client on their level, on their behavioral style. That was my next question. But before we get to that, I love that story. Can we go through each of the profiles and slightly change what your tact would have been or what you would have done to change if they were different profiles? So can we go through the D? So you made the phone call and you've now identified that this client's a D, what would you have done in that case? With the D, I really didn't need to bring anything with me. 
it will be a 15, 20 minute chat. It's not going to be a two hour chat. Again, no fluffy talk with these. So it's all about straight to the point. They have so many tasks they want to attend. They don't have time to do a small talk. So coming in, hi, how are you? It's Victoria. Thanks so much for inviting me here. Let's talk about your organisation, what I can do for you. The D will quickly explain what they want. I would explain how we work and I would show them my contract in terms of business. Are you happy with it? I'll be 100% confident to ask a D, what do you think? Are you happy with it? If you're happy, would you mind signing? And then we can start on it. This is how my conversation will go. And the D would scan through, remember, they don't like details, so they would never go through carefully certain details that are important to them, but they'll scan it through. Yep, happy, signed it. And they expect a delivery the following day. So you need to tell your D client, you need to make sure, or with all of them really, where you are with the process, but especially with D, mm. because they want to know, are you able to deliver it tomorrow? We see, they'll probably say, we need someone yesterday, but I would rather you take your time and get the right person. So that's the difference. I, what would you have done if that phone call was, oh, it's an I <laughs> and you had an awesome phone call. I'm assuming the phone call probably would have been more fun than the phone call you would have had with the C or the D, but you've identified it's an I, you're about to rock up to the meeting. How, do you, how does that play out? I'm going to tell you a quick story about my experience with I. So when I started in recruitment, obviously I didn't know about DISC and who is who, what behaviour and how I should adjust my own behaviour. So I went to see it was a marketing and advertising company. And being an I myself as well, I wanted to, I guess, to describe my background and what I can do and kind of establish myself who I am as well so they have confidence that they're dealing with a person with experience and knowledge and we only had half an hour and obviously I spoke about myself and I wanted to know about the company and I left it was really lovely really great it was fun it was really nice chat but when I came back, I was working for an organisation recruitment firm. My boss said to me, it didn't really go very well. And I said, oh, why? I thought it went really well. <laughs> <laughs> and so the director of that marketing and advertising company said that I spoke too much because he was in high eye. He didn't get a chance to speak as much as he wanted to. It was his stage. It was his performance, not mine. So he didn't like me because <laughs> I took that valuable time speaking about myself. And he did say that. He said that she spoke way too much about herself. Knowing your own profile doesn't always give you an advantage if you actually don't adjust and think about it. Yes. There you go. Correct. DISC is about knowing your own profile identifying very quickly who you're talking to and adjusting your own profile so you can relate to that person. And you can actually, if you know this, you can identify a person within 30 seconds. And in that example, we'll finish that loop off and, 
and go through the S profile, how would that phone call would have been with the S? Would that phone call have been pre-organised, interviews sent earlier? How would the phone call be even conducted with an S? And then how would you have met with an S and finish off the financial controller engagement? Well, with a phone call to an S, S's are very nice. They want to please, they want to make people feel good about the situation. They're incredibly caring. So typical S's, they're social workers, they're nurses, they're also accountants as well. So very, very caring. So the conversation will go quite differently. They will explain about their organisation, what they're looking for, and there'll be quite a lot of indecisiveness in it as well. What kind of person would really suit this role? What kind of background they should have? Because they're making that important decision about, say, recruiting a person and they don't want to get it wrong. So my conversation would be taking away the risk how the process goes, what the process would be and how the recruitment process works and what the benefit would be for them. So taking away risk is the most important thing. Then when I would go and see that person, again, I would probably print things out as well and just go through stage by stage about the process about the selection in recruitment, how we select and about the terms of business. So at the end, it's about making my client feel comfortable with my process. Never, ever ask a high S to make a decision on the spot to sign a contract. You would lose them because they haven't made up their mind. So you need to leave it with them, but follow up probably they might not come back to you in three days like I say they're not sure they might come back to you in a week so you need to follow up with them are there any questions are you feeling comfortable it's all about making them feel comfortable as well and taking away that risk because S is uh, a risk averse profiles it takes longer for them to make a decision and it takes longer for someone if you're trying to sell a new product or service, it takes longer to actually get them to sign and agree on something. It's been an absolute pleasure, Victoria. I want to thank you again for joining us on our podcast. It was an interesting topic. So thank you again, Victoria, for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I love every minute. Thanks for joining us on part one of our conversation. Looking forward to the next episode. This is The Bottom Line, a show designed to help Australian businesses succeed. This podcast was produced by accountancy firm Alexander Spencer. At Alexander Spencer, we've been helping business owners realise their goals since 1952. And we play a pivotal role in developing, implementing and supervising the business goals and strategies of our clients. To find out how we can help your business succeed, head to our website, alexanderspencer.com.au. To make sure you don't miss an episode of The Bottom Line, be sure to subscribe to or follow the show in your podcast app. And while you're there, leave us a five-star review. It really helps others find the show. I'm Savan Tuna, 
and we'll be back next episode with more tips to help you transform your business. And that's the bottom line.